Thank you. Sure. Welcome everybody to the Peace Science Department of Peacebuilding Campaign Advocacy 2023 Fall <laughs> Training. Uh, yeah, just just a week, and Nancy from California goes a little early, but uh, a week from tomorrow, many of us will be getting on planes uh, to be in DC Live. Several more have expressed interest in participating. Um, uh, via Zoom and and a few more than that, willing to make phone calls to amplify our voices of those who are able to attend meetings live. So uh, we're looking and we've already got a, a pretty full, if not completely full schedule, and we'll see if meetings get added where we might have some simultaneous meetings, but we'll see how that works out. Um, welcome, Charlie. Are, are you tending to, to there you are there's the full of charlie the fullness of <laughs> we love the fullness of charlie on our calls <laughs> hello 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 i just noticed I that the calendar um and the peace alliance said this is a six-hour call so if anybody else noticed that it's not true <laughs> I, was not, I wasn't planning on that <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna have a one-hour um concentrated productive call and if anybody wants to stay on after we end the recording to ask more individual questions although they're welcome throughout the call as well um we can do that but uh nowhere near uh, six hours and, and 90 minutes at the most, uh, but a full 60 minutes of training. So we wanna get all of the elements of the training because we're gonna offer this um, to people if they weren't able to attend live uh, so that they have the benefits of that as well. And we have experienced advocates, advocates in the room. So I've got an outline for us to touch base on everything. And uh, we all have our individual perspectives and what stands out for us the most. So everyone is welcome to chime in when we're on a certain subject and say, and and remember this, <laughs> or it's important to me. Uh, that's perfectly welcome, perfectly welcome. Let's just take a couple brief minutes to check in and say hello, uh, where you are, how you're participating, and anything else you'd like to say about the Department of Peacebuilding or any other uh, legislation for peacebuilding. Maybe, uh, Terry, let's start with you. Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Terry Angel. Currently, I'm in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm on a, um, a pilgrimage throughout the United States to bring more peace into our world. And I'll be on the road again this coming week uh, going toward Florida. I have reached out to many of the constituents with emails, letters, phone calls, asking for this to become a reality. It's, it's my journey, my mission on earth to uh, bring more peace to the world. Right now, I'm part of an organization called 10 Million for World Peace that I'm a co-founder of, and we're doing daily guided meditations at 111 Eastern Time. And they're geared toward our world leaders, our state leaders, country leaders. So we'd love for you all to join us in that if you feel guided to do so. Okay. And is that weekdays or seven days a week? Seven days a week. For 21 days straight um, at 111 Eastern Time, we'll end up on the International Day of Peace on the 21st. Okay. Great, great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and are you going to be participating 
in advocacy days? Yes, but through Zoom, because I will be on the road. I'll be going into Florida and probably next weekend. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and are you already on our reminder list? I'm not trying to remember it at I all. Am. I thought yes. so, but I wanted to double check. Okay, I think, I don't remember who, Amina was on next. Say hello to yeah. us, Amina. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Karen. Hi, everyone. Uh, Amina here. I I'm from, uh, I live in Dublin, California, uh, about 30 miles east of San Francisco, not too far from Nancy. <laughs> so um, I've been, uh, I serve on the um, national, um, the DOP national uh, committee, and I participate in, in DC, and the, I was physically there with uh, Nancy, Karen, and others, uh, Lori, and others, uh, uh, and um, anticipate to and very excited to hopefully join you guys on on Zoom this time as well in the in the upcoming advocacy days. So glad to be here. Good to see everyone. Lori, hello. Good morning, everybody. Um, or an afternoon. Um, oh, something happened there. Uh, I'm excited that you guys are coming to my town. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> our town since I I live in DC. Um, you can never be, I would never say it's my town, right? I mean, it's, it belongs to everybody. Um, so I'm really excited. You know, this is twice in one year. This is pretty cool that the Peace Alliance has done this, you know? And so I really appreciate the people that are able to come out and then everybody on Zoom. And I'm excited about that. You know, I don't, I don't know every bit of uh, legislation that say that deals with peace, but my understanding is that HR 1111 is just the most comprehensive, you know, because it just deals with every facet and very aspect and yeah. looking at the root causes and none of our institutions are doing what a department of peace would do. So anyway, it's, it's beautiful to be part of this group and to work for this cause. Yeah. Thanks. I'd love that little clip right there that's a great overview of yes of why we advocate for a department of peace building so thank you the things thank that you. just come out of your mouth spontaneously i celebrate on a regular basis <laughs> and i don't even know what i said darn it it was beautiful laurie you got it on tape we'll see about that um yeah and that's a good point this is the first time we've had two in one year and we talked about that last year that it it always takes so long to get the former co-sponsors back on the bill after it's dropped Mm -hmm. um and what if we scheduled two the year that it dropped and let's see what happens so we'll be debriefing on that through the year to see if we we have the bandwidth and the, the wherewithal to do it every two years or not but but it was a good experiment for this year and uh thank you laurie uh and it and you know we focused on it for season for nonviolence, obviously and nancy heads up all of the the advocacy and the logistics which are which are numerous um but it it worked so there's that. <laughs> All right, Nancy. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to being in DC again. Um, could you give us some decent weather, please, Lori? <laughs> no hurricanes, no heat storms, please. <laughs> She's working on it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, so we're going twice this year. We're we're kind of making up for lost time during the COVID years. And um, uh, we were all going through withdrawal uh, from advocacy, in-person advocacy withdrawal. So we're looking forward to that. 
And um, I got to say, Charlie has been like super scheduler, helping mm -hmm. uh, line up yeah. all the meetings. Uh, we've got meetings almost, you know, well, pretty full schedule coming up. And um, we'll we'll schedule some meetings after, too, because we can't fit in everybody. But I'm looking forward to it. And um, just thank this whole group for everything you do. Thanks. And Charlie. Thank you, Nancy. And I live in Amherst, New York, near Buffalo. And I want to show you my uh, my dove that uh, when I saw the um, uh, Terry Angel's um, uh, background thingy or whatever, I love that, you know? And this is my love dove or, uh, you know, peace and love or whatever you want to call it. Thingy. Um, and the, uh, the 111 caught my ear as well, because okay. 111, if you know about 1111, I was thinking before, you know, when you count up to 11, what comes after 11, 11 again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm so happy to be part of this, you know, with you, with all of you. Yeah. So, you know, so fortunate to have found you and uh, and be part of this with all of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank I, you. I Thank you, Charlie. Feel the depth of Thank that you. expression. Amina and Karen and Lori and Nancy and Terry. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good lead in for our connection exercise because Charlie has kicked us off in that. Um, feeling that deep connection with us all and who are in the room and, and so many more that we all know who are not in this room at this moment, some of which might join the room from the recording that hold that deep desire for peace and are working toward it, maintaining it internally and spreading it externally in so many, so many different ways on our planet right now. And um, uh yeah, I'm reminded of so many different organizations that are doing great work. And we've been reminded about this kind of uh, the, the significance of the 2020s on the planet, that by 2030, we're going to be living in a different world, um, partly because of the people gathered here today and gathered every day in different ways and um, holding peace in our hearts and doing the work um, to expand it. Um, who would like to join us in a connection exercise or, or lead the connection exercise? We have a number of capable people on this call, so I like to offer it up. So who feels it's their turn? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, um, I'll go. Okay. I was going to say, Karen, I, I think you did lead us in a connection exercise, what you just wrote, <laughs> what you just said, you know. Um, so yeah, let's just, this beautiful energy that we've created together already, just, we're gonna take it to an even deeper level, just invite you to just get really comfortable in your seat, wherever you are, you know, relax your shoulders, everything. Let's just take a nice deep breath. You know, our heart is our, we're learning how the heart is, has more knowledge than our brain. So 
we're just going to bring all this. We're going to do this exercise as we breathe in and out. Just taking in the energy into our heart, all the good, the breath of life, just expanding our hearts. And as we breathe out, you know, how we breathe out the color of love and light for the whole planet. Again, just take a nice deep breath, bringing all that is good. And releasing that good from our heart. Healing is everywhere needed in this moment. As we're gathered here, let's just take our next breath as we imagine sending our love and light to the people of Morocco. Thanking Spirit and their guides for comforting them. And join together in this heart space. Let's also surround all the leaders now, you know, our Biden and the leaders in India. That good works comes comes from that. So let's just hold them in the light. And at this time, you know, give thanks that this is the work that you're doing. It's the most important work. We're building upon, you know, giants, but helping to lay that foundation for peace. So in this moment, thank yourself, thank your soul. We are powerful. We come together and we just... Imagine this kind of energy when we meet with our representatives or talk to anybody, why a Department of Peace is necessary. And know in your heart that it's already done. So as we just kind of marinate in this love and this peace and this connection between us, Let's open our hearts and our minds further, learning from one another and giving thanks. Let's take another deep breath. And when you're ready, let's get to work. Thank you, Thank you so much, Lori. And uh, welcome to Anne, who joined us mid-connection. We, we, our hearts and minds called her into the room and reminded her, we're here, we're here. Uh, would you like to say hello briefly, Anne? Come off mute. She may be doing something, so we'll just uh, um, allow her to join as she can. Uh, I just want to take a moment before we get into logistics and um, the things that we, the ways we prepare um, knowledge-wise and technology-wise with holding meetings, scheduling meetings, holding meetings, um, preparing for meetings, 
and and then the follow-up, which we have learned is so critically important over the years. And Amina has demonstrated so well to us in the in the ways that she's gotten people on single, almost single-handedly. Um, some of which, of course, after years of advocacy, but you know, persistence, um, Nancy reminds us all the time is so important. And yet what we just experienced together in the connection exercise, I hold as equally, if not more important. And we had this, hey, Anne, good to see your face, um, demonstrated so beautifully for us a few years ago. We had um, a certified training from the connection practice that Rita Marie Johnson started, created and started partly based in heart math on how when our heart um, is in what they call coherence with our body, basically a state of peace and calm, um, that we have a different effect on the people around us. And that we that's why we use on our calls and when we're in Washington, D.C., ever since then, that connection exercise. So a lot of these are just variations. And we, we do this um, also to demonstrate to anybody that this is something we can do in our daily lives before any meeting. You know, if, if we know that there's some kind of a conflict that's having trouble getting resolved we can we can take a moment and connect with ourselves and and uh, get a deeper resonance and and connect with the people in the room uh, another thing we're doing a little bit differently this year with advocacy days is having more time on Sunday afternoon evening we've often had one to two hours to connect with each other but we're we've scheduled approximately four hours in programming you know starting at 2 p.m eastern this year so we'll have an expanded connection practice um and go through the logistics there and then as we've done since that first training <clears throat> uh once we're on the hill, going from meeting to meeting, we take somewhere from seconds to a couple of minutes and connect outside each office because there's a lot of movement and to just get ourselves um, in a state of higher coherence again. And we have a special treat this year. I actually purchased one of the HeartMath coherence meters that runs on a cell phone. So we can actually check anyone who is willing to check their coherence before and after our coherence exercise while we're in DC, just to see that um, this stuff is measurable. The things that we think of as invisible and unmeasurable are measurable. Yeah. And, and I think we can see the difference in the conversation and the effectiveness of our meetings with members of Congress since we've started this practice and with other organizations and so forth. And um, I see Terry shaking her head. Yes. And, and so many organizations do the same thing. Take some time to connect. Um, we all have um, rather full or overflowing or at close to full lives where we have so many things going on um, and to just take time to focus on each segment of our lives, minute by minute, hour by hour. So celebrating that and, and I think at the same time demonstrating that peace is possible because we're working on it, as we say, internally and externally at the same time. <laughs> And the staffers and the members of Congress can see that, that um, uh, we're not just angry that we don't have it. We're finding peace and, and looking for effective ways to bring it into the world in all different ways. 
All right. Anybody else have anything burning to add to that before we get to our logistical agenda? Okay. And as it turned out, we're almost devoting equal time to connection and logistics. <laughs> I also want to say for anybody listening to the call, it's like, are we going to get enough information now? Um, we have two one-hour calls, one each devoted to um, preparing for meetings, scheduling meetings, and the other one uh, devoted to preparing for and chairing meetings and participating in meetings. And those are going to go out to uh, the participants that have already told us they're interested in uh, participating either live via Zoom or uh, making calls. So um, those fuller discussions will be available for people. We, we did those a couple of years ago, but it's um, other than current events and situations, it, it remains pretty much the same. Uh, so is anybody here on the call still planning to schedule a meeting um, that hasn't already scheduled a meeting. Raise of hands or there. So, okay. So everybody I'm still working on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm still, still working on. Yeah. Also. So, okay. Yeah. And Charlie has been phenomenal. These two advocacy days in 2023, um, willing to help schedule meetings for people that want to have meetings, but but might not have the time to get through all the scheduling because it's a lot of follow-up and follow-through to get a meeting on the books as well. So thank you, Charlie and yeah. Nancy, of course, uh, always, and and together with Charlie with, you know, it, it's a big puzzle and it's amazing the way you guys have been putting it together for us. <laughs> um, in addition to people trying on their own for their own representatives or their regional representatives that are um, uh, key possibilities for us. So just briefly, um, scheduling the meeting, <clears throat> you reach out to your representative's office, um, either through their website contact form or find their um, scheduler or uh, someone on the website and give them a call. Whatever each uh, representative might be a little bit different, but there's probably just two or three different possibilities to get started and find the right person to schedule because 99% of the time we're scheduling with a staffer that would be assigned to the Department of Peacebuilding legislation or some type of violence reduction. Often we get with the um, international relations because of the international component, even though this bill we remind them is 85% geared toward reducing violence within the United States, there is 15% that goes towards international relations um, that where other uh, national federal departments are not yet um, doing as much prevention as, as we know we could be doing. Um, and, and that might take between one and what would you say, 20 calls and emails? What is your experience, Nancy and Charlie? What's Do you have an, in your mind a record number of follow-ups before you got a meeting scheduled? Say 20 yes. could, be, could be a possibility, yeah. right, Charlie? Yeah, it can, it can be 50. I mean, yeah. you know, it can be multiple, you know, a whole bunch of phone calls and it can be 50 emails. A lot of times, just by the way, we get um, hooked up with, like a military legislative assistant as well. In addition to the um, what you're saying, Karen, about the international, you know, it's just automatically goes to the international so many times and it's like, but it's domestic, you know, it's 85% domestic. 
we don't care. It's still going to the, <laughs> the internet. <laughs> yeah, persistence. I, I, Nancy, Nancy's right. Is you know persistence. Well, also, um, I, I, I'm more and more coming to the conclusion. Uh, Charlie actually talks to folks in the offices quite a few times in addition to emails. And that in itself is planting a lot of seeds. Um, so even if yeah. it doesn't result in a meeting, um, usually, usually with Charlie it does. But if it doesn't, they're finding out a lot about us. And about peace building. Yeah. Yeah. Can I can I ask since you're on the phone, Charlie? Do you? Um, so I haven't had any luck talking to the actual staffer who handles the bill. So they and maybe you know they at least the offices I talk to they don't have a voice message set up, which I could see is understandable. You know they spend a lot of time trying to listen to their messages. But do you ever talk to them, the staffers? I mean, you know, I mean, like if you ask if they're there, but if they're not there, how do you leave them? I'm not able to leave a message on like their voicemail. You know, it's, I don't, sometimes I'll call and I'll think like after reading something from an email or whatever to ask for, oh, is a, is a legislative director or a legislative assistant available to talk to me? But I haven't done much of that at all. Normally, I just talk to whoever answers the phone. Um, and I'm really very experienced in, in calling Washington now and, and, um, <laughs> Sometimes they get an answering machine or a menu, but I, it's amazing how many times I get straight through to a staffer. It's much more common for me for a staffer to pick up the phone. You know, hi, you know, this is like whoever's uh, uh, representatives. Uh, how can I help you? Um, so I don't know. Did I, did I answer your question? I don't usually ask for like a specific staffer. I mean, once in a while I'll talk to like the person, you know, that I'm looking for, but that almost never happens. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, a staffer answers, but not the staffer who's assigned to the bill. Right. You know, I'm Correct. talking about getting through to that person. And um, then I would just add that what I, because I don't want us to go to international, I just ask when I'm talking to the receptionist, whoever's answering the call, I said, whoever handles legislation, like with uh, gun issues, you know, and, um, uh, and uh, uh, gun prevention, you know, that kind of thing. And I direct I direct them that way. And so I've had mm -hmm. better luck getting, and I found when you send the email to that staffer, if, if they're not the right staffer, they're very quick to respond that way. I remember my boss used to say, an action transferred is an action taken, right? So if, if you're okay. sending the email to somebody that's not the staffer, they want to get it out of their inbox, but then it's nice. They send it to the staffer that does handle it. So, um, Anyway, I seem like I've had better luck in getting the right people, you know, by just saying, who are, who's the person that handles it, that issue? That's the person mm -hmm. I want. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's that's a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. When when calling, often I'm asking to schedule a meeting and still so they hook me up with their scheduler. Mm -hmm. That's that's a very common thing. Um I also, thanks to you. The website Build Track 50 is kind of like my right hand. I go there constantly and mm -hmm. I look at the staff members for it, for the representative that I'm calling. And I see, oh, the legislative director is Lori Russo. And I see their email address and I email Lori, you know, and um, so, yeah, if that's giving you any, any uh, uh, 
uh, help to yeah. stuff that I do or whatever. Yeah. Can you That's say the um, website a little bit slowly so anybody mm-hmm. might be able to go there? Sure. It is Bill Track 50. Bill Track 50. The 50 is the numbers. So it's Bill Track 50. Probably.com. All I have to do is open a, a, a browser window here and type the letter B and I'll go there immediately. Frequently. I'm there. It's, it's built. It is builttrack50.com. And the page that I'm on right now is uh, the legislator search page. It's um, the top line is all states. I never go to that one. The next two lines are legislator, first name and last name. You type in maybe like the last name and then you must you must then click the search button because if you just type in the name and hit enter, it just sits there and doesn't do anything. You must click the search button. That website is really cool. And last I knew when I called to talk to the woman who runs it or started it, she said that it is updated on the first of the month. So that's a nice thing to know too, because there's, you know, lots, there's changeovers, right? There's changes in, in staffing, right? So. I was going to say, you could also just search on the, on the member's last name. If it's, if there's only, you know, if it's Smith and there's many Smiths, then you'd put the first name. You could just put the last in the search bar and, you know, in your search last name, bill track, and it, and it, and it will be the first thing that comes up. You don't have to put, or maybe bill track 50. So you don't even have to go to the site. You just do that in it. And then now the site will, you'll actually go straight to that legislator when on the next click. Cool. You're talking about going there straight from Google. Yeah. So you just put the largest last name, let it last name bill track 50 and it will take, and then the first, it'd be like the first or oh, second yeah, cool. thing that pops up is then that person's um, page on bill track. Good do idea. Thanks for that. a period or a slash after their name? No, I think, no, I think, Altogether? and I don't know. I don't think it matters <laughs> if there's a space between their last name and bill track. Okay. It, it picks it up. It's great. Awesome. And it's a free service. It's really nice. Thank you. I've, I've noticed also on the members website, um, they're more and more often now they're listing their staff members. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I typically use just so, you know, because that's also up to date, I guess, because uh, they do have staffing changes that Charlie mentioned quite often. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, can, and, and they know when we find them, it's time to quit. <laughs> I, I know we're spending a lot of time on this, but this is really important, right? This is like where all the work is. Cause then if you get the meeting, it's like, Hey, then you, yeah. you know. so one more question, Charlie, when you talk to the scheduler and that you're not trying to meet with the member, you just want to meet with the, the staffer. Do, does the scheduler actually control that person's or they'll say, oh, you know, I could take a message for them or you do you want their email? You know, don't you still have to go to the staffer? I don't talk to um, schedulers very often. I talk okay. to whoever, whoever, answers, whoever answers the phone in Washington. <clears throat> and if I can't get through to Washington, I really want and I uh, I will call their district office sometimes, too, okay. if I can't get through into Washington. Um and to answer your question, um, ask me it again, because um, I mean, I'll end up getting the name of a scheduler and or a staffer. Um, and I mean, I typically email. I've many, many times I've emailed legislative directors and 
if I see an assistant or somebody that looks like they might be our, our or, or the scheduler, these days that that's kind of my formula. Legislative director, the scheduler, but I go off of what the person who answers the phone in Washington tells me. I say, blah, 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 this is what I want. Who would be the best person in your office to contact? Or they might say, you know, this is who it is right away. They might volunteer it right away. You want the scheduler, you know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, kind of. I know. I, th I think it's a little bit different, you know. Um, I just know that in my emails, when I used, I would say, you know, we'd love to meet with you or your member. But if I put, if if we're just trying to meet the staffers, it's much easier, right? I mean, I've been going to the Hill directly and I just popped in the offices to try, to try to confirm meetings that I had been reaching out to. They don't really frown upon that. I'm not asking for a meeting. I'm just trying to, at that point, I just want to point out, hey, I'm the person that's been emailing you. Can we get you on the books? Um, but when I've put like, you know, to meet with you, your member, then they want to refer me to the forum online. And it's like, no, I don't want to go through all that. So I'd I mean, unless you have those, you know, relationships with those people where you really could probably meet with the member. I mean, that's been my tack, but maybe that's to just work for the staffer, you know, try to get you, the staff. You bring, up, you bring up a good point about the form going to their website. Um, a whole bunch of times in the past, I would go to their website, fill out the form, jump through all the hoops, fill out the form and and hit submit. And it'd be like, oh, you're not a constituent? Sorry, you can't do it. And mm -hmm. so when they when I call Washington and they say to me, oh, you know, la, 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 go to our website, go to the form. I say, you know, I tell them what I just told you. <laughs> and so sometimes they'll be like, okay, just go ahead and email this. Here, here's the email address, you know, email yeah. Lori Rousseau and, you know, at mail.gov, you know, mail.house.gov or whatever. Uh, so if that helps at, at, at all. No, very much. I think your secret sauce is your persistence. You probably send many more emails or, <laughs> than than most people. <laughs> also, persistence. Uh, no, what next? Well, I was just going to say, uh, usually Charlie uh, or most of us probably say we would like to meet with the, the member or the applicable staff member. Right. And some of them just can't get that <laughs> they can't they can't get oh no congresswoman so-and-so is not available and 10 times we'll say well we could do with a staff member and they just they don't they don't get it so and you do what you can down to i think area of responsibility because it's two different channels for them and mm -hmm. they can't do parallel channels so that's what i from my experience the scheduler only handles the schedule for the member of Congress. Right. Yes. And yes. so then, but they seem to have, like Lori talked about, get to the right channel, a thing transferred or whatever. Um, yes. They tend to know who the correct alternative to the member of Congress is based on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just confirming what, what everybody has said, this is just the way they operate. So, um, and we mostly seek staffers because it's mostly, but it's also good to try with the member of Congress. When we first started doing this, I got to meet with my member of Congress four times because I said my member of Congress or a staffer and she wanted, um, she didn't get contacted by peace people and she was a Republican and she gave us hour long meetings um, every time we asked both in DC and locally. Um, I think she mostly wanted information gathering, like what are you guys doing, <laughs> or what what are you interested in? <laughs> Will we become problematic? Um, 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, and just like Lori said, we've spent a bit of time on this, but it's also a very important aspect because this is a, a space where people get frustrated and don't participate. And I've heard it much more in other organizations when I say, oh, we tried advocating. I tried being an advocate for a while and we could never get a member of Congress. There's not interest, they're not interested in our issues. And it's like, well, we've learned that it takes persistence to even get a meeting to begin with. So it, you know, there's, there's a lot going on with our lives. Imagine what's going on with their lives and how do we get that? And it might be a progression to get a member the meeting with the member of Congress after we've met with a staffer, but and um, and them to introduce the bill to the people there. Uh, so getting and the peace lines from the beginning has emphasized the importance of building relationship with the staffers. Uh, that that's they're the people who make the recommendations and can make things happen. Uh, so it's all good. And now that we have Charlie and Nancy actually even assisting people with scheduling meetings as well that's uh, really brought us, you know, to the next level. So mm -hmm. thank you everybody yeah. who, who continues. And, uh, and now let's get to, we've got the meeting on the calendar. What do we do next? And this is mostly not going to be a lot of logistics because we really only have about 15 minutes left. Uh, but uh, I just like to emphasize that everybody has had their very first um, meeting with a member of Congress office, and we all had to build our our um, confidence in how to speak and so forth. And everybody's different on what they need to do to prepare to feel confident or comfortable, or at least feeling comfortable with being uncomfortable in the meeting. So I like the way we've handle this with it within the Department of Peacebuilding campaign. Whoever has scheduled the meeting, or if you've gotten assistance from our, our capable scheduling staff that also has other hats on, <laughs> um, that if you're in that region or state or whatever, however it is, if you've agreed to be the lead on that uh, call, uh, that that's the person who chairs the meeting. And there is a uh, a longer document on the Peace Alliance website. Um, and we'll be including that in the materials that I send to people. And we'll have copies of that in DC. So you can bone up on that Sunday night and have that with you in between meetings and so forth on how to run a meeting. But essentially then everybody else who is in the meeting in person or on Zoom, because most of them are hybrid calls now, you kind of defer to the chair, you know, to start the meeting how they introduce people because they're aware of uh, both information about the congressperson on what their important issues are that will connect more directly with the bill uh, to make that impression, plus how much time we have, or if they've said we might have to cut it short. Do we have 15 minutes? Do we have 30 minutes? Can we go longer? We've had 45 minute or hour long meetings sometimes, but most of them are 30 minutes. So to allow that chair to, to run the meeting and to facilitate and the other people in the room, unless they're constituents, which are, you know, our, our stars for that meeting, uh, we want to hear more from constituents than anybody else in the room, first and foremost. But usually that chairperson is the constituent if there is a constituent in the room. Um, that we be very brief 
and and really focus on listening and hearing what's important to that staffer and how they describe what's important to the member of Congress, what they're involved with. Um, so coupled with our research that we do before the meeting and at the meeting, what's said, because we want to hear uh, what, what the staffer says. So often, um, especially people new to meetings, we don't leave enough space for that, but we do want to hear why they've gotten involved um, with congressional offices, what they're doing, what, what their experiences, their training, and, and what's important to them so that we have that connection. Uh, my favorite phrase from the since the beginning of the Peace Alliance is go for the connection, not for the convincing. Hmm. And we're forming a relationship. We want to get to know them. We want them to get to know us. This is, you know, just like the bill is, you know, it's, it's long-term evolving us into the culture of peace and maintaining a culture of peace. We start um, with the end in mind and our, our means are congruent with what we're seeking. Nancy. Um, I just wanted to add that, um, so the lead does most of the prep and researching the uh, congressperson and the staff member, but we have our able assistant, Charlie, who will be sending to those people who are leading meetings. He's He's been doing research all along on the staff person. And so he'll be sending that to each of you who are uh, leading meetings. And I think Charlie gets most of his information from LinkedIn or Legistorm, or once in a while, he'll find some cool um, articles or whatever. So, so he'll be sending that to folks who are leading meetings. So thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Lori, you'll be getting some <clears throat> emails from me today. <clears throat> Karen, I sent you a couple, um, and I think you'll be getting some more. Just want to just want to say that I'm going to get everything done out out today for all the meeting leads. Got a bunch to go, but I'm going to do them today. Thank just you. So you know, thank you. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and as as you're preparing for your meetings, um, Amina knows this. It's good to have a picture or know what you're congressperson that you're meeting with looks like um, <laughs> yeah. because Seth Moulton last time we were there walked right through our meeting and I don't know if most of us would have even known <laughs> you know but but I mean I have really prepared and she's going oh congressman can we take a picture with you <laughs> so, yeah so that's a good thing take to, to know what your uh, congressperson looks like very Mean it. I just want to let you know. I don't know if you saw that. So we have a meeting with Moulton on the twentieth oh, cool. or something. So yeah. I met Joey. Did you talk with Joey? Do you remember yes. him? Yes, Darling. I've been communicating with Joey. Um, he hasn't responded. Can we? Um, can we okay, wait? Yeah, yes, for I'm sorry. Specific yes. things to the end Absolutely. of the call. If we have Absolutely. room, let's let's get through all the elements, and then we'll we'll That's talk awesome. about specifics if we have time. Okay. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to to point out here is. Some of the things that I've noticed from feedback from people from their first time in meetings or when they weren't sure if they wanted to attend a meeting because they didn't think they had something to bring to the table and just assuring people you can just show up and be there and just say, hi, I'm so-and-so from wherever. Um, and uh, that was true with the first time we met with then Senator Obama. We had 11 people in the room mm -hmm. and a woman said, I, I don't want to speak. I, I can't speak. It's like, that's okay. And so that caused her to be comfortable. You can have 
anything in mind when you're there? Obviously, you're advocating for a Department of Peace bill and other legislation. So why is that important to you? It's good to get in touch with. Why is this so important that you're devoting some of your time or a lot of your time toward causing to, to make this happen in the world? Um, and so you could be a little prepared or very much prepared and anything is fine. Members of Congress and their staff are very impressed that you showed up. If you think about in the scheme of things, very few citizens participate in um, communicating with their member of Congress what's important to them. You know, as a percentage of population, they hear from very few people. So they really do want to listen when people show up, especially their constituents, but even people in the region when we talk about being part of the national campaign. They usually accept meetings from us um, and they want to hear what's going on. Uh, so that's the most important thing. You don't have to be perfect. They understand we're not perfect and just showing up makes a big difference. Just like they say, showing up is 99% of success in life. And um, so as you talk to people and encourage people in your lives and in your communities to get involved, let them know that they don't need to be an expert in this, that showing up impresses our Congress people and it shows them that more people care about this. Um, and that person, one of those people ended up talking and very eloquently in the middle of the meeting as we were talking about a certain thing that touched her heart. And she was just, um, yeah, so an important part of the meeting and she didn't expect to be. Nancy. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just going to say, I think all of us know that uh, it's a perfectly legitimate answer to um, a question is, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> they realize we're just, I mean, we're important citizen people, <laughs> but but um, yeah, I mean, we can't all be expected to know everything about family violence or the Department of Defense or whatever. We can't, we just can't. Or, even about the Department of Peace Bill. Yes. Oh. So it's totally okay to say, we'll get back to you, but then do get back to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right. So showing up, um, using the agenda as a guide, being flexible, listening, uh, again, part of that email that's going to go out to participants. We'll have the link to the four hour nonviolent communication call we had re recently on, uh, connecting with people, even those that we have, we don't agree with, um, so that we can uh, learn how to listen more effectively, more deeply, and then how to communicate leanly uh, back based on what we've heard, you know, with an outcome in mind that we're going to have a strong connection with this person that will lead to their congressperson becoming a member of Congress. And then beyond that, becoming uh, an advocate for the Department of Peace Building uh, or someone that we can check into and um, ultimately uh, the passing of the bill and the implementation of everything around that. Most of us are committed to staying involved um, with the implementation and to just keeping our eyes on the ball as things go along. Um, and, uh, and then anticipating some kind of an ask at the end of the meeting that that's a very important part of advocacy. Either can we follow up in a, in a week or two weeks, or will you present the bill to the member of Congress? Do you know if the member of Congress has read the bill? 
uh, whatever makes sense for that meeting. And you can think about that ahead of time, but also be open to hearing what's happening in the meeting. And maybe you could have a higher ask than you anticipated being able to ask, or something came up to, you know, can you talk to the legislative aide in that office as well? We think they're the perfect match for this bill. Um, that has been a successful means for getting people on as well, uh, representatives that they work with. So be mindful of having an ask. Again, that's that's with the chair. The other thing that we generally have, because we've prepared in different ways, is the energy that we have in the room being peaceful and allowing and um, demonstrating we all love each other and appreciate that. <laughs> so when we feel strongly, um, we try to speak cleanly, leave it up to the chair say hello and so forth but if, when something's emerging strongly that we we speak up and try to do it as absolutely leanly as possible because we know we could fill the space that we have with that staffer or representative 10 times over but we have to really pick and choose what what's happening in each 15 or 30 minute segment so being mindful of that and uh in allow and leanness and then uh, comes the follow-up. So before we move on to follow-up with just about five or so minutes for that, anything else that someone feels is important to talk about about the meeting? Of course, you have to ask for a photo at the end. Yes. <laughs> I always forget that, see? But Nancy is the good one of that. <laughs> I, I remember that. See that inner Nancy and me I was talking to? <laughs> exactly. Remember the photo. <laughs> and one thing I wanted to add in addition to every everything that Karen and you all mentioned is just to keep the timing. And that's more for uh, Terry. I know everyone else is more experienced in advocacy than I am. I just wanted to share to kind keep that we have very limited amount of time with them most often 15 minutes we're, if we're lucky we'll get 20 to 30 minutes to, to be cognizant of that there's a lot of other advocates that have things to say to basically find that connection as Karen and everyone said that connection the synergy between what the congress member of congress supports already and what's what the bill supports so That's so to just double down mm -hmm. on that uh, and and keep the focus on HR 1111 and not get get uh, it's easy to get off topic but to kind of be cognizant of that time and stay focused um, I'd say that would be my biggest advice during an advocacy meeting uh, but beyond that something Charlie mentioned that when we're trying to reach for making uh, asking for meetings uh, when we're reaching to DC staffers they're a lot more busier than the district office and so a good idea is that if you're not getting anywhere to do reach out to the district office, if you are a constituent or somewhere even near that constituency location or office of the congressman to, to go on town halls. And just there are other avenues and ways that the district staffers can actually connect you to the DC people. So that's mm -hmm. what I found also effective mm -hmm. to share. Yeah. Um, so that's Good point. And another thing I'll add, it hasn't happened very often, but a couple of times the staffer gets called away before the end of the meeting that we anticipated. So also being mindful that almost like trying to get what we really um, are important to get in in the meeting in the first 15 minutes. And 95% of the time we'll have 30 minutes. But for that 5% of the time that we end up with 15 or 20 or 25 minutes, um, that we, again, 
like Amina and we've said, be mindful of the time and, um, you know, the agenda. And sometimes the, the chairperson of our meeting will remind us really quickly, here are the things right before the meeting, we do the connection exercise <laughs> and remind um, uh, each other, everybody, what the important connections are with that member of Congress from the research they or Charlie has done ahead of time. Um, and and then be at ease and allow the meeting to flow. Um, and I, I know a lot of times newer uh, participants might be a little anxious or this or that or whatever, and that's okay too, but um, just being kind of celebrating that we're having that meeting with the person and uh, that heart connection as well as the uh, intellectual and logistical connections. Okay, um, so just in about two minutes, the most important part of <laughs> advocacy is the follow-up. And just, um, it kind of carries through to everything that we've talked about. We've got the person we've met with. Um, we've asked when we can follow up some, you know, it may or may not be the next day. It might be, you know, got to acknowledge that they have um, busy lives and schedules. Is it one week? Is it two weeks? And then put that stuff on your calendar so you remember it. And if they don't answer right away, then it's follow-up just like it is with scheduling the meetings. Um, a lot of them are very good with, with answering back and so forth. And um, either getting to presenting it to the member of Congress asking why they don't feel comfortable signing on or whatever, or most of it is just them. What will it take for them to present this to the member of Congress? Sometimes that takes a long time, years. Um, and sometimes they do it like that. So there's a big variety. Nancy, do you want to speak to any more of that in the next minute before we close? And maybe Nancy or somebody else has a quote that we can close with. Um. Well, I would just say, I, I think it's a good idea to follow up at least with a thank you right, uh, as soon yeah. as possible. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then maybe follow up again to check on the status. Have you had a chance to uh, talk with the member of Congress about that? You sometimes, often you have to ask them outright because it'll get lost in the shuffle of everything. So, um, but definitely um, thank them for the meeting. Yeah. And do you usually send a copy of the photo that we took or not necessarily? Uh, sometimes if I'm together and every, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I haven't gotten my photos downloaded by the time I get, I don't know. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes. So that's a possibility, but not a necessity. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you can always send that later or, and oftentimes I would resend the uh, over the uh, department of peace building overview or you know, whatever. Yeah, like or that. something that came up in the meeting, whatever. If if we're going to supply something, if we can do that sooner rather than later, and then say we'll follow up after you've had a chance. Yes. Any? Yes. Okay. All right. So as I said earlier, we're going to close the call at an hour, and and then any, anybody can stay on, and we can talk more about individual list logistics and, and uh, additional questions or anything like that. Um, does anybody have a closing quote? I can go get one if you want. Oh, Mina has one. Oh, good. Okay. okay. We can all share with Nancy. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, so I've got one here. Um, 
from one of my favorite authors and teachers, Marianne Williamson. Um, it says, we're not held back by the love we didn't receive in the past, but by the love we're not extending in the present. Ooh, that's good. That's um, nice. Beautiful. Thank you. Hmm. Ah, so we're going to stop the recording and stay on. Thank you, everybody. And uh, 